Welcome back to True Social, where we cover everything from business, health, wealth, and relationships. This is a podcast dedicated to people who share and express their true and authentic self. I am joined once again in the Canvas studios with Chris, the curator, and Drew, the Gemini. Please say hello, gentlemen. What's going on, people? What up? Last week on the podcast, we had Christopher Van Berg, the founder and CEO of HeartRate Social, a dating app centered around health-conscious people. Today's guest is lead singer of the band Peace, actor, and entertainment mogul. Monzel D, let's welcome him to the program. Paco, Monzel, can you say what's up? What's up? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what brought you to Austin? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, first off, I'm a dark-skinned dreadhead. <laughs> uh, I'm from Houston, born and raised. Ladies, uh, if you're looking for some chocolate, there you go. Some, if you're looking for some chocolate, I'm dripping chocolate all over the city, man. <laughs> Especially with this high sun. Good Lord. We're about to run into another week of three-digit temperatures. But anyways, hey, hey, man, but check it out. But uh, but uh, yeah, man, I'm from Houston, born and raised. I've been singing probably since I was about five, dude. Been on stage, performing, acting, singing, um, organizing shows. Probably started a little bit after high school. Uh, but I've been emceeing. I've been like a personality, dude. I did the school like pep rallies. You know what I'm saying? I did the announcements. You know what I'm saying? Like I was school president. So I've been doing this for a while. You know, speaking in public. You like the attention. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. It's all right. It's all right. It, you know, it's funny though. It's it's funny because um, I I tried to fight the attention for so long. I really did. Like I was that kid, that kid in school that women had to like really ask me to sing. You know what I'm saying? That was this one kid in school. And let me just tell you this quick story, real quick. I like <laughs> stories. I like that was stories. This, that was this one kid in school, right? No matter what class he's in, man, he's just fucking singing, bro. The teacher's like, bro, can you do your work? Like, can you stop singing? Can you do your work? And I was that guy that people would like go around and actually ask to sing. So it took a while for me to kind of like get in, like grow into my own, find my voice, find myself. Um, I actually just kind of found my voice. Um, I've been in two different bands. I was in Photometric. Um, I was in Photometric during the early years, so maybe 2013. Uh, we were together for about four years, up until about 2017. Um, in the process of that, I actually started another band with uh, one of my favorite guys, my brother Mario uh, Lichardoni. He's a uh, he's Italian. He's Italian. That's my guy, though, man. That's my guy. And when I tell you this guy is a a, a genius, he is a an a a just a plethora of information when it comes down to engineering, recording, music, just frequencies, just a lot of stuff. Okay, how do we get him on the program? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> he might be down. I could probably call him. He'll probably call in or something. Maybe we could talk to him. But uh, but that's my guy, man. So I started I started with him um, that second band, and that kind of that actually evolved into a uh, record label. So. We started our own band, and then we were like, man, we can do everything ourselves, so we might as well start our own record label, start our own record label. I did that for a while. I had two artists on my roster, uh, and we did well for a minute, um, and then it kind of ran its course, so I, be- I decided to kind of start doing my own my own artistry part of it, you know? So um, that kind of leads me to where I started looking into moving to Austin. Um, had a friend of mine who lives here. I was telling you guys earlier, his name's uh, Lacebacks. So he has these hats, these hats. Okay, so on the back of them, instead of them being like snapbacks or just like these regular like laces, like these uh, latches here, they're actually shoelaces where you can tie and you can fit oh, to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very retro. Yeah. So you, you can tie it and you can fit it to your head style. You don't have to worry about, you know, it's, one, it's technically one hat fits all, one mm-hmm. size fits all with the shoelaces. So 
Um, he started that a couple of years ago, and and it's now like gaining some traction to where he has like Houston artists, like major Houston artists wearing his hats. Any now. any artists that we know? Uh, you might know Dobezy. You may know uh comedian. Shout out to Dobezy. You may know comedian Rillos. Uh, shout out to Rillos. So shout out to comedian Rillos. Funny story about comedian Rillos. He actually had a hand in creating the spree wells, the spinning rims. Oh wow. Okay. So uh, he's one of my direct partners. So don't look. He's gonna get mad at me for saying that. So don't look. <laughs> hey, you out there? You famous he, now? He he. he, he he, look, he never likes me to say that, but if you look up Spreewell, Spinning Rims, like, his name is, like, in the credits as, like, part of, like, creating that. Well, so it's really always, cool. We're always true and, true and authentic here, so that's okay. For sure, for sure, for sure. Can I take you back a little bit, yeah, if that's sure. possible? So when was the first memory that you have when you were either singing or dancing and someone was like, boy, you got skills, boy, you got talent? Man, dude. Probably young, like real young. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. You know, I didn't, I probably when I was real young, probably elementary school, man. I remember this one particular um, play I was in. Um, one of the guys couldn't make it. So I, it was a nutcracker. So I was one of the one of the nutcrackers. And he was, and he was, and he was the Breaking other guy. Nuts everywhere. Right, there's nuts everywhere. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so he was one of the other knights. I was a knight, and and he didn't show up one night. Well, I knew his lines. You know what I'm saying? You were the kid in the back practicing behind the curtain. You know, what I'm, well, well, I was on stage with him, but he kind of we had. He probably had more lines than me. Well, whatever, screw him. But anyways, <laughs> I knew his part. So, so the teacher's like walking around, like panicking. She's like, "Oh my god, he's not gonna come tonight. I don't know what's going on." And I was like, "I know his lines." And she was like, "Do you?" I was like, "I know every one of his lines." <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Awesome." So after that, that's that's probably when I when I knew like, "Oh man, like, like I can do this." So when the so when the crowd went off and start clapping and cheering. You just you soaked it in, and you're like, I want to do this. I soaked it in, man, and I did this bow. It was like I'd been on stage forever, and I was probably like, at this time, probably fourth grade, fifth grade. Wow. And and it seemed <laughs> like I, w- I was on stage forever. Like, dude, it was just like, like a time real stopped. professional, like, I've been doing this. <laughs> like, y'all are, pre- y'all are blessed to see me tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, then. So, he so, was owning it. Yeah, so so I knew at a very, very young age, and then – um. It took me a while to find myself. That's the hardest part, man. About Especially if music. you're on stage. Especially if you're on stage all the time. Because you know you got eyes of judgment hitting right. you from all over. Ang- right, right. And I, was, and I was never able to, like, practice. I wasn't in church choir. I wasn't in, like, I was only in school choirs. You know what I'm saying? I was only in school choirs. So would you say, like, life did not afford you the luxuries of having that pretest, right? That verification. Yeah. But, but yet something inside of you, that light, maybe that maybe that. I talent, love music, yep brought you center stage yep. you talked about a story about how he was not present mm-hmm. and that created the opportunity mm-hmm. for your life to mm-hmm. shine that's very interesting yeah yeah for sure and then um actually man and it's like i said it took me a while to kind of find myself it was in high school right where i got my first solo got my first lead i'm on stage by myself right and i remember this being like the scariest moment of my life because i'm a singer i should be able to do this but I'm always a singer in the background. I'm never a singer in the front. You know, so for me to actually get this solo and do this, that was my breaking point. After that, then that was my junior year of high school. My senior year of high school, killing the game. After that, dude, after, after that, I just knew, like, I belong in the front. I knew I was an artist. I knew, like, I can do
Um, and then what brought me to Austin? I don't know if you guys were asking me that too, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, what brought you to Austin? Absolutely. <laughs> what brought me to Austin is and your uh, take on the uh, on the difference between Austin and, and Houston. For sure. Oh man, I got tons. Hey, we might need another podcast please, for that one. Please. <laughs> but uh, but my guy, Lacebacks, he has been trying to get me down here. We went to school together for the first two years in Beeville. So you guys know about Beeville? Oh uh, no, please educate okay. us. Okay. Know about Beeville? Okay, so go go ahead. So, you know about Beeville? Well, I've been there a couple times, okay. but it's a small town here yeah. in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Latino based. <laughs> yeah, my people. Very, shout out to the Latinos out shout there. Shout out to the Latinos, man. Shout out to the Latinos. And this is why I tell everybody I'm part Mexican. So, uh, <laughs> 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 and this was <laughs> hey. If he knows Taco La Pastor, I'll be impressed. Hey, man. Hey, I hey, 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 un poquito, man. All right? Okay, okay. Just, just, hey, baby just, steps. Baby, just baby steps. steps, man. Just baby steps, you know. But uh, but I, I actually got to get there, and um, I experienced a different culture, the way that they were with their families, the way that they handled themselves. Man, it, it, to- it taught me something totally different. Black people aren't like that, unfortunately. Um, and I hate to say it that blunt, but it, that's what it is. Um, it's just my culture. Give it like one that. word. What, what, what's that one word that you say is the biggest difference? Family. Family oriented. Yeah, no, that's true. Family oriented. Wow, did you just go there? Deep. That's deep. Yeah. That's, so what you're basically premising is that the family nucleus is the is the incubation period for greatness. Latinos got it, man. Latinos, like, Latinos got Not it down that, packed. Can I tell you? Asians have that yep. really well. Latinos and Asians. Yep. And, and Arabic people. Yep. Those are the three cultures that really stand out to me, yep. that they are centered on mm-hmm. family and they don't care mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And, but you notice that those people tend to have a better structure and foundation. Mm-hmm. Chris, what's your yeah, thoughts on well, that? Okay, me being Latino. Um, <laughs> no, I've seen where you've got both sides. So, yes, you are correct. There is um, certain cultures in different parts of the state. Right. They're very supportive. They're very supportive and they're very, like, uh, they want to see you shine. But then there's other areas, a.k.a. areas that I was raised at, where they're kind of like, I said it before, they're crabs, and they don't want you to get out of that bucket. So it's culturally, they're supportive Mm -hmm. from, like, maybe generations back. But then you're introduced to environments where uh, people are just fucking haters. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I can see that. And they don't want to see you succeed. So you may still be Latino, living on the south side of San Antonio, but your success makes them feel like a failure. So uh, so psychologically speaking, they override their cultural traditions of let's make Mija right. better, let's make Mijo something that's going to be accomplished and successful. That makes sense. And, and it's not just, you know, I'm, I'm not speaking from my own personal experience because I've had both within my family, people that have support and people that right. take away. Right. So I think it's more socioeconomic. I mean, I, I know that there's some genetic and heritage traditions that help, provi- especially like in the Asian communities. Mm-hmm. But when you start to get introduced to environments and behaviors or people, or may, let's say call them ignorant. It might just be what it is because they don't know, they don't know any better. Right. They don't, there's a lack of knowledge. Yeah. So they're teaching you what they were taught. And, yeah. then, and then that cycle continues and continues. Yep. But it, it, it stems from a, a level of insecurity that, well, if he succeeds, that means that everyone else thinks that I'm a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being confident in themselves mm-hmm. and being like, man, you know, I didn't do that well at her age, but because she's doing well, I'm going to support her because she's my blood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And the other thing, too, is with Latino communities, they don't want to see uh, their son or daughter leave the house at a certain age. They're like, no, no, mijo, just stay here. We'll take care of it. We'll, we'll pay the bills. Right, right. 
And it comes from that, that, that fear of the empty nest syndrome where it's like, I don't want them to leave too soon. And so you've got kids who are 35 years old still washing clothes at the mom's house. But I agree with you. Heritage-wise, yes, they, they are supportive. What you felt was values where you would die for your kids, you would die for your brother, you would die for your mom. Mm -hmm. That's true, and that's true no matter what. I mean, you could be broke, you could be rich. Right. In Latino blood, dude, I, you will die for your family. Right. And that's that's true, period. It, besides the insecurity and all that stuff, uh, there's people in my family, you know what? I'd rather die than, than see my cousin or my aunt pass away. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've, I've been that way since I was a kid. Yeah, I think everyone yeah. in my family feels the exact same way. Yeah, yeah. I, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to elaborate on that real quick because <clears throat> I feel where you're coming from. And man, we could. This could be a whole nother podcast. But whole, exactly. when you look at the history of uh, uh, Black Americans, like first of all, for centuries, anytime we did come together, we were attacked. Right. It was we were seen as a threat. Right. So, so and, and I'm not knocking the Black people. Yeah. I'm not knocking Black people. So when you come in, like when you look at stuff like Black Wall Street, man, I mean, business was booming. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of history that's been like missed. People have been misinformed right. and not realizing yep. what the real yep. history is. A, a lot of inventions that have been stolen. And then that, yep. yeah, I mean, most of the inventions, like, they were invented by slaves. Yep. I mean, think about a slave owner. They didn't have any reason to make their work any easier. Yeah. They weren't sweating. So right. the, the inventions and stuff came from, uh, you know. Slaves. Like, like for instance, we, <laughs> we're sipping on Jim Bean, right? And I've heard the story that actually it was uh, the slaves that basically came up with the, the recipe and stuff. But. The, the the slave owner got the credit, right? But uh, just to kind of touch on that, in today's, I still hear that, though, and I hear it from Latinos, and I hear it from blacks being in insurance. Like, I'll sit down with somebody. They'll wind up uh, getting a, you know, getting insurance. Often the conversation goes yeah. to that. Like, our people need to be educated more on this and doing that. Right. But the reality of it is yeah. the majority of my clients – and I have to tell them this. I'm like, well, you're saying that, but the majority of my clients are Latinos and blacks. Mm -hmm. So I think there's kind of a disconnect with how we're portrayed by the mass media right. and what's actually happening behind the scenes. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and keep in mind, man, I come from Houston. So uh, tell us a little bit about Houston. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because for people who are outside of Texas, people who are listening, I mean, because we're on most platforms now, if yeah. not all of them. Yeah. And so you know, what is Houston like? He, don't get me wrong, and hear and hear me well. Oh, he about to say something Houston, real. H Houston is Houston is a really really great city. Okay, H, H town where they get H town down H town H town really really is a great city. But if you're trying to pursue anything in the entertainment industry, move out of the city. Why do you say that? And is it corruption? Is it jealousy? Is it envy? It's jealousy. It's envy. Um, I wouldn't say corruption, but there is a monopoly there. Um, I wouldn't say corruption, though. I wouldn't say corrupt because I don't think it's a corrupt thing. I just think, I just think when Houston was in the position that Austin is in now, right now, this baby stage, this kind of adolescent stage, mm -hmm. it wasn't cultivated right. And that's why it's so important for me to make the moves that I'm making here in Austin. Can I say this? And I'm so glad that, yeah, that I, I mean, we're going to have to tell the story about how we met. We're, we're, we're going to yeah, tell that right, story. Yeah, we're going to tell that story. story. We're going to tell that story. Being an outsider, being from Chicago, being uh, someone who mm -hmm. um, is really has a, what I would say a fresh take on it. 
a new take on it. I am watching Dallas, Houston, Austin, and San Antonio compete because those are the major players, right? And each one of them have their own right and their own mm -hmm. respect, right? Houston's a mm -hmm. port, mm -hmm. right? San Antonio, the Alamo. Tell us what you think. No. Wait, hold on, hold on. I, do, do you want to say something? Go on, do you go on. Hey, but he from Austin. He from Austin. No, no, no. Hey. Hey, but he's right. I think I think Austin is a breeding Austin its own. Is the so to of Texas. to to put Austin like that to say we're competing, it, it'd be like saying that a don't football go, go a there. football player is competing with a basketball player. Yeah. It's, a, it's a separate. It's a whole different. It's a whole, it, different, it's a whole sport. different sport. And I don't think I don't think there's the major city metropolitan areas in in Texas are doing what is has the same uh, culture. And the same community as Austin. Austin's very, very, very unique. Just and so, would you say that Austin has a, a culture that is going to lead them further than Dallas and and uh, San Antonio, et cetera? I would. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I yes and no. Coming I don't, from Chicago, I see that. Coming from Houston, I know that. L living in the domain, working in the domain, I see that. Yeah. I mean, that's the benefit of of coming to Austin is that I see where Austin is projectedly going. Yeah. They're they're, they're headed to they're headed to L.A. They're headed to New York. They're headed to Chicago. And, if, yeah. and anybody who doesn't understand that is is behind the times. And, and 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 keep in mind, like keep in mind, Houston is the third or fourth largest state, like city. city sorry, city. I mean, it's pretty much a state. Yeah. Uh, in the in the the U.S. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Houston is literally an hour away from Houston. Dude, Houston is bigger than like Maine, like what Pennsylvania. Like it's it's its own state, dude. It has its own rules. Like, you could literally walk around with, like, a pound of fucking weed and get a ticket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's what? like four ounces, and they're like, ah, that's baby shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what run I'm along, saying? Run along, little one. Run, run along. Go commit a real crime and come back to us later. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so Houston is becoming a little bit more liberal, but I'm specifically speaking on success business entertainment when it comes down to when it comes down to um certain things uh when it comes down to certain things in regardless of business uh it actually there's a lot of jealousy you hit the nail on the head man there's a lot of jealousy there's a lot of hatred and every what sucks is i've never been in a city yes i have <laughs> where everybody knows what's wrong everybody knows what's wrong and nobody's doing anything. Hmm. Everybody knows what's wrong. You'll go down my Instagram timeline and you'll see, oh my God, we live in Houston. Nobody's supporting. Nobody's Houston. Everybody hating here. Everybody yada yada yada. But you don't see any post of, hey, let's do a show together. No collaboration. No collaboration. Hey, let's do a song together. Let's do several songs together. Let's do an event together. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Hey man, what you doing tonight? Let's. If, if somebody out in the city tonight, let's come link with me. Where's the uplift? Where's right? the uplift? We already know what's wrong. Right. So are you going to sit around and point out what's wrong, or are you going to make a move for exactly. what's right? Exactly. It's like, it's like Jay-Z, man. It's like Jay-Z. It's like everybody's mad at Jay-Z right now for partnering with the NFL, right? And it's not everybody. It's really black people. That, let's be real. That's, that's the only people that are mad at don't it. Don't let the black people speak on this. Straight up. Yeah. That's the only people that are mad at it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sitting here thinking... You don't have a billion dollars. Why would they listen to you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why yeah. would they listen? Yeah. They have to listen to Jay Z. Yeah. They have to. Well, well, to elaborate on what you're saying, like, and you know, people talk about trust, right? For for instance, like, 
trusting people. And I think people get trust mixed up with uh, cooning, with like controlling people, right? right? So say, for instance, like if you know somebody is a certain way, trust that they're going to be that way. People will like get upset and like who's supposed to like trust. That's who Jay Z is. Think about what he did to Dame Dash, bro. Like Dame was his hype man and helped him get to where he was, and then he sold that dude out. Like he was all about business. He was like, right. you know, he sold him out. Every, I don't know if y'all follow it. The big, the big uh, meeting they had when Dame Dash came in. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, who yeah, called yeah, this yeah. meeting? Who called this Come, meeting? I wasn't here. You, Come to find out, it was Jay-Z who called the meeting without without him knowing because Jay-Z was all about business. So my whole take on, like, with the whole thing with Jay-Z, the only reason people would even be bothered is because you're not aware of who Jay-Z is. He's been that way since day one. He's all about business. All about business. So That's I, why he's in that circle. Yeah, exactly. But But also, I think it's even deeper than that, bro. Look at all the marches in the civil rights movements and all that extra, the Black Lives Matter bullshit and all that extra stuff that people brought about, right? And excuse me, because I'm, excuse my language, because I'm like, dude, dude, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter pisses me off. It, it, it truly burns me to the core because the only thing they did was make money off us. All y'all did was sell shirts. That was just a shoot in El Paso. Well, yeah, hey, I mean, it's funny that you you mentioned that because uh, it's like someone was saying the other day. They're like, "Yeah, I want to su- support another business if it's a black business, but you got to do good business too. Right. It can't just be." I do good business. Yeah, it's and and, and and that's another thing about black people. Like, it's cool to do. I, I'm I'm okay with supporting black business, but you got to You got to have your shit together, bro. Come on, bro. I'm not gonna come to you and be fault. You know what I'm saying? Like how I came to you guys. You you didn't see any any faults in what I came with. You know what I'm saying? You didn't see, you didn't look at me and go, oh man, I probably can't work with this guy. This guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? Like people have to understand business, and I think a lot of us we haven't been taught business. We haven't had the opportunities. We haven't seized the opportunities because the opportunities are there. We haven't seized the opportunities to learn business, and we're sometimes we're just a little bit afraid. So, when it comes to opening a business up trying to have a strategy about fulfilling the vision that you maybe have had for a couple of years now. Was there someone that came to you that said this, like a mentor that said, look, you're going to do this, this, and this, or did you just learn on your, on your own through the school of hard knocks? Trial trial and error, man. School of hard knocks, um, hard knocks university, man. Um, Houston broke my heart. Oh man. It's terrible. Houston broke my heart. That's that's sad to hear though. Cause you, you would think a city would support their people. To make sure you elevate the the brand profile, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, you, you, I'm starting to see the same thing here in Austin. There are artists right now in Austin that will not do songs together. Major artists, like next level, upcoming. I'm representing Austin artists. Will not do songs together. Why? Why? We're all popular. We're all touring. We're all making money. Why mm-hmm. not do a song together? Why not? Why not do an event together? Let the ta- let the talent come to the forefront. Like let let the the, the cream rise to the top. You know why, what I mean? Why not make this? Why, why, why would you limit this? it? Exactly. Why not make this in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You know what, guys? We got to pay a couple bills, so let's go to a quick commercial, real quick, and uh, we'll be right back with True Social. <laughs>
Tears are looking in those eyes. Beautiful lips, yeah. Seem to always lie. She looks in the mirror to her despise. Internally aging, yeah. Watching life pass by. So talk to us about the inspiration. I wanted to hear the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can I can keep it going a little bit in the background. Yeah, we gotta let the uh, give the people reason. Yeah. To on the legends, man. Dude. I, all right. All right. Nice, nice. Thank you, um, thank you. Yeah, no, you know, <coughs> I think... Be real with me. Let me know. <laughs> so so the first thing that came to my head, and this, because I, I like to... Uh, certain people I like, one of the people I like the most is Lenny Kravitz. Okay. And you reminded me of Lenny in the way that that whole song progressed, mm -hmm. but your voice was a little bit more raw, like just authentic, authentic to where it's... Uh, 
like you're almost like talking to us through uh, song, if that yes. makes any sense. So, and, and Lenny does that too, but a little bit more rustic. Yeah. Which is kind of good. And you know what I'm saying? It's different. Yeah. I, well, I don't like, for this particular EP, I asked my guy, my bass player actually mixed everything down. And then my guy Mario, I was telling you about earlier, he mastered everything. Uh, that's my guy, man. That guy's. That's my guy. I'm sorry. That's my guy. Um, but but my, my, my bass player from my old band, he actually mixed everything down. And I asked him not to put any, like, effects on my voice because I'm a real big, like, raw, kind of grungy kind of. I want you to hear my mistakes. So if I crack, I want you to hear it. You know what I'm saying? So as I dive more into the R&B kind of thing, I kind of use a little bit more effects. But rock, man, just straight raw, man. That's how I like it. You know, and that, that br- probably brings up a, a deeper topic, right? You know, so we learn by behavior, right, a- as children, right? And that inner voice is formed from what your parents or, or the most significant person in your life. Might be your grandmother, might be your, your aunt, might be your dad, stepdad, whoever that is. Their, their dialogue to you as a child becomes your inner voice of what you can't do, what you can do. You know, and you're fighting that all your life. Right. And so when you're, when you're talking about being authentic and having the courage is the word I would think of courage to really be yourself in front of people Mm -hmm. you are teaching people yeah and that's where we want people to 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 navigate towards it and become i agree find yourself enough to where you are not afraid of your light right because somewhere someone needs that story Mm -hmm. it's that inspiration Mm -hmm. right think about back to your own lives when you were inspired when you had those moments of clarity it came forth by an interaction with someone right we rob each other of success by denying the fact that we need each other. Right. Be who you are. Accept the fear of acceptance, right? I'm doing that with my girl right now, you know, of, about being raw and real and, and be, are they going to leave me? You know, how are they going to look at me? Right. But when you can get past that, you have a connection that's mm-hmm. unbreakable. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I feel, like, I feel like that is the message that's coming through through your songs. Yep. And through the fact that you are insisting on being authentic, being pure, yep. being unfiltered. Yep. And I'm digging that. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I want to elaborate on that. Because <coughs> you came when you came in, you were like, I'm from Houston. I seen the dreads and everything. I seen hey. the chain. I'm like, oh, man, this is a little, I love little, it. little Wayne copycat, yeah. right? <laughs> I love it. And, I love and it. Like, trust me, I love, I love trap music. I love yeah. Wayne. That's like my favorite artist. But I'm like. I'm ready for something new, man. And you were like alternative rock. I'm like, bro, man, this better not be whack, dog. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. That, uh, yeah, you killed it. It sounded authentic. It sounded really good. It's something like I've never heard before. And uh, which just brings me to the question, like, what, where did the, the uh, inspiration come from for the, the that song in particular? Uh, You know what, man? I was listening to... Um, what was it? I love college. Hey, and I love drinking. Hey, you remember that song? Wait, who is that? Who is that? Uh, I think his name is Asher Roth yeah. or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right, right, right. Like back in our college days, like, like, like first, early, like 2010, 2011, his name is like Asher Roth. He came out with this song, I Love College. Never heard from him again. It was just like a one hit wonder. But the song was legit. So when the song came on, it made me think about it. I was listening to it, I guess, one day before band rehearsal. And I told my I told my bass player, I mean, I told my guitarist, I was like, hey, can you play something like this? Dude, and he just he just went. He went, he did it, 
and I, dude, maybe like five minutes later, I had a whole song. Bro, oh my gosh. Like, That's like the best ones, right? Yeah. Like five minutes later, dude, I had a whole song. I was like, keep playing. Keep playing. Please keep playing. And after that, I was like, because the way we did it, man, we had full input from everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we want everybody to be able to compose. We want everybody to be able to write. Even if the bass player creates a riff, we want to use that bass riff. Or a drummer, if he creates a drum pattern, we want to use that drum pattern and build around it. So that's kind of how that how that came about. It was just a rehearsal one day, and I heard a sound, and that's how it, it developed into a song. Man, so like one of my favorite bands is U2. And when you I like hear, U2. When you hear their songs, a lot of the songs started with uh, the bass player and the drummer. Yeah. Like the, some of the best songs for me, like With or Without You, it's all rhythm. Mm -hmm. It's all rhythm. But then you got people like Coldplay who start with melody, yeah. and it's the guitar that yeah. creates the, the rhythm in that song, mm -hmm. or the piano, because mm -hmm. Chris is... Typically, the songwriter, right. and that's how one of my bands is. is melody driven, so mm -hmm. I understand. I understand, but but it sounds to me like you started with melody, mm -hmm. and but more because of the story you wanted to tell, more so than just the rhythm section right. of that song. You know what I'm saying? Right. You wanted to tell somebody how you felt at that point, mm -hmm. and it came across. But mm -hmm. it was the melody that drove the mm -hmm. message behind the song itself. Yeah, yep. it was because that melody had a vibe to it. Mm -hmm. It had a almost like a personality. Yeah. Bitch, uh, uh, right, like, right, you know right. Like we, like when you hear it, it's like, oh shit, what is this? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and everybody I've I've allowed to listen to the song because I haven't put this music out. It comes out on the sixth, September sixth. Uh, the video, uh, with well, the video, will come out a little bit later, but the song itself will come out on the sixth. Monzel, please tell us how we can get a hold of you. Instagram, Facebook. Uh, how how can people sure. access your music? Asset, uh, access your message and connect with you. For sure. Monzel DeAndre on all platforms. M-O-N-Z-E-L-L-E. DeAndre, D-I-O-N-T-R-E. On all platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, shit. Tagged, goddamn, High Five, Zanga. I don't give a damn what it is. It doesn't matter. MySpace. Get out there, support, like. This guy is up and coming. You want to be a part of what he's doing because he is taking over. I appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate shit. it. Well, the thing is that... Um, because he's not doing filters on on his voice, that's the first thing I heard. Because I love music, first yeah. of all. It's been in my heart since I was I can a little tell. kid. I can tell. You can? I can tell. Okay. No, because, I, I, again, I was thinking about when when he walked up, because he already said, he said you're a singer. I'm like, damn, can he dance too? Because <laughs> I'm like, we're about to put this together, bro. Yeah, and like, Because it's about making moves. And if we're going to create content, we got to do something that's going to be completely new to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. You can't come in with the same Justin Timberlake shit because it's be like we've done seen this. I mean, I mean, it's same. It's the same. It's the same. And I, you know, what's crazy about what you're saying right now is, I was just telling somebody yesterday. I was like, man, I need to find a band that I can gig here with, like throughout the week. And then, like my big show, I can have my band like for my big shows. I'm open up for somebody if I'm traveling or something like that. But I want to be able to do multiple shows throughout the week. So, dude, we're gonna talk. Well, you know, the latest vision that I had, and I shouldn't even tell it, because I, I want it to be like a secret, but... Hey, keep it a secret. We talk after the show. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. We talk it, after the show, man. Because it's going to be cool, bro. I'm thinking a hybrid. I just... No, I won't say yeah. anything. No, don't say <laughs> Hey, we'll talk after the show. We'll talk after the show. Hey, and, and, and keep in mind, man, like, uh, you know, just kind of going back, uh, uh, back into the Houston kind of conversation, you know, the part of my reason to move here is my boy... He's been trying to convince Lacebacks has been trying to convince me to move here since 2011, dude. Like a long time. We need Lacebacks on the program. I'll say that one more time. Not not to not to uh, dim your recap. Hey, <laughs> not to dim your light, but listen. 
Game recognized game. Game recognized game. Game recognized game. Hey, big, big, hey, big shout out to my boy Lacebacks. Big shout out Lace to my boy Lacebacks. Yeah. Where you at? Stop playing. Big shout out to my boy Lacebacks, man, because he he's he's created a movement. Dude, he's sponsored by uh uh what are the those Rillos? The I don't know. The ones that you gotta tear and cut and God, man, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, dude. the purple, the uh, the purple the, rapper. The, you know what I'm talking about. People are like smoking these right now. I hate them. I hate them. But he's, but he's, but I, but I love them because they gave my man an opportunity and he's sponsored by him. So um, it, it's cool, man. It, it, it's cool. I, I, I appreciate their acknowledgement of talent and black entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurship in general. But you know, well, let's talk about something that you'd mentioned earlier that you wanted to touch on. And that's destiny. So one, oh, thing, yeah, yeah. one thing you mentioned is you do not believe. And you said this was conviction. You said it like, I do not believe Don't. in coincidences. Don't. And so give me give me like an example of something in your life that came across and you're like, holy, hindsight 2020 kicked I, in. I can give you the example of me moving to Austin. Prime example. I moved here. A week later, I met two of the main artists here. Um, a week later, I was plugged into the fraternities on campus. I was just walking on campus. I was looking for them, but I was just walking on campus. I didn't have to put any extra effort in. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was at the domain the other day. Speak on it. I was at the deal. I was at the domain the other day, and I was able to meet Carlos. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know him. I wasn't. I, technically, you met my girl first. I, I met his girl. Matter of fact, I met his girl first. And look, I wasn't even. T- please, please tell that short. Share that short. Straight up. Look. So here, here's what it was. She, his girl was sitting next to two other females, right? And I found them kind of cool. They were cool. They, were, I mean, they were kind of attractive. They, were, <laughs> they, were, they were kind of attractive. But you know, hey man, I was having fun. I was out. This is the first time I took a break in ever since. What, what I've been bar here. was it, by the way? Uh, what were we? Kung, Kung Fu. Fu. We were at Kung Fu. Oh, you got it. We were at Kung, Kung Fu, man. Fu. And um, and uh, I, I met these two chicks there. I started talking to them, and they go off to the restroom. I'm in mid-conversation with these two chicks. They dip out to the restroom, right? And uh, his girl's just sitting there, and we just spark a random conversation. I don't even remember how it started, bro. That's how random the conversation was. I really have no clue what I said to her or talk what about, she said talk to Talk about me. your dredge. Uh, well, no, I don't even think it started like that. No. I think it was more so like... Yeah, it but, but it was just a weird kind of thing. It was just kind of like a... It was just kind of like a... You're here, I'm here... I had already known she was with him because I had been watching that side of the bar. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like trying to shoot at her or nothing like that. I had already peeped game. I, I saw what was up. And that's what I was telling Carlos that night. I was like, man, when I go into a new surrounding, like a building, it don't yeah. matter what the event is. Yeah. I'm watching because the last thing I want to do is shoot at, the, at a chick whose boyfriend is standing like right over here. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And I'm like, dude, your chicks looks good. I'm sorry. My bad. I didn't mean to. Hey, so you're not on that Drake, I take your girl? No. I, I, you know what? I'm just joking. No, bro. I am. I, I am. I'm a singer, man. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock star, bro. So right. I didn't, look, if you're fucking up, I, it's not my fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But the, vi- the vibe was... It was different. I wasn't trying to shoot at her. No, yeah, just to touch on that, yeah, it's it's true. I I, I had a, a an ex that I. So no. what you're saying is she might be bad. She might not be, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no comment. And, no and comment. The, and the reality no is, 
I plead if, the fifth. Like you said, if he messing up, then that's on him. But sometimes, like, if you like, dude, you like, man, you just lucked out because y'all, y'all yeah, clicked, right? Well, well, what it was was, what it was was, and this would really, like, kind of steered the conversation. We had started talking, and then I think I ran, I think I just asked her. I was like, how long y'all been together? Because I saw it already. I had already seen them in a They were holding like hands. Two weeks, right? Two weeks? That's funny. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Chris, that's hilarious. And, and if I may interject and give a little backstory. So uh, the dynamic at the bar at, at uh, Kung Fu in the domain was that we actually, the two girls that you saw were uh, at the bar earlier at Wonder Bar. Uh, okay. We had uh, made a connection with them. And then so her and I had proceeded to go out uh, as we do. You know, and okay, Wonder Bar okay. is small. We were joined by that gentleman that was there. Uh, and he is polyamorous. Uh, yeah. Poly- polyamorous. Holly Amherst, yeah. thank you. And so, you know, his whole lifestyle and that kind of thing. He was married for 17 years. Yeah. I respect all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, he was, he was on those girls, you know. Right, 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 so right, right, right. when you and came I saw into that. the scene, yeah, she was there trying to put herself, yep. you know, in yep. proximity. Dude, I peeped the whole situation. And, and, but back to what you said. Yeah, I saw everything. You, you, you told me that. Journal. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw Polly Amherst. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I was looking. I kept making eye contact with the girls because I was looking. I was like, yeah, he's bothering them. That guy's over there. And he's like all he's over. Just he's just thirsty. Like, he so I waited until he left because I knew he was kind of like running distraction to move the guy over. Right. So I went to go talk to the girls. And then they ended up leaving. And I ended up talking to his girl. Mm-hmm. And then once we got into the con- we had like a 10-minute conversation about how they met, their relationship. Mm-hmm. That's how it all vibed out. Like that's how it all started. Telling you, when you, I mean, when you're on, when you're on the right vibration. I mean, and I, I was over, I was talking to some other employees uh-huh. that I have and a uh-huh. couple other things, and I was, my whole, my whole aura and my whole sense on you was, it was good. And 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 she came back to me. She said, I really like Monzel, and and she spoke very highly of you. And listen, you got to trust your better half, right? As they call it, you know, because they can see what you can't. And you can see what they can, right? Not me. I, not me. I've been like, bitch, what you like about him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dallas. No, come on. We got to go. <laughs> hey, but, 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 we, but we chopped you know, it up. You know what it is? Because uh, you got longer dreads than he does. <laughs> it's jealousy. But, but we did. But we did. he was a good hey, sport. We, we, vi- we vibed with yeah. him. We talked. And now he's on the podcast. He, he, he was a good sport because he could have came to me and... and I have no insecurities. I have no jealousy. That is for beta males. I'm going to tell you that right now. But but you could have. If you're not confident in what you're doing and what you're producing and you're worried about – I think back always to what Michael Jordan said. They asked him in an interview. They said, how are you so good? He said, because I compete with myself. Everyone else competes with me. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. I compete with myself. I don't compete with other people. And when you you have that – when you center yourself and you get into a place where – it's uncomfortable. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Drew can speak to this. Chris can speak to this. Manzel can speak to this. Anybody on top of their game, you have to get, as Drew always says, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because in that lesson is who you are. Yep. And so as I see another male approach my life and my future, I don't have any reservations. <laughs> I look at it. Well, okay. I would dissect that dude from inside out. <laughs> but, hey, but you know what though? You know what though? Hey, hey, I, 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 I have to say, I have to say, I have to say, dude didn't flinch. Dude didn't flinch. I had a whole the conversation was the the whole conversation was probably like what twenty minutes? Maybe about twenty minutes. Probably, dude didn't flinch. He didn't talk to me. 
he didn't eye me wrong. He didn't look at me and like, bro, your whole vibe was right. You know what I'm saying? You like, tell, I'm telling you, your whole vibe was right. I was chilling. You can sense that. Yeah, you can. You know when a you person can. is for you or against you, and if their intention is real yep. or not real. Yep. And I sense that on and, you, and, and that's why I asked you to. The and podcast. let me I tell. Said, and let please. me tell you why you know why I know you have a good girl. Let me tell you what I saw. Okay, now speak some truth. We're going to speak on it. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I saw. Mm-hmm. I felt like their connection was so powerful because they he moved from one state, she moved from one state. They came here, met each other. A couple months later, they're engaged, right? Cool. Yes, that works. And then, of course, it's a surprise is going on. I just heard about that. Congratulations. Hey. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully no congratulations. Secrets, secrets, secrets. She's, she's right secrets. Hopefully, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? But, but, uh, but, like he said, when that vibe is right, bro, you you know, bro. Like, you know, I said one thing to her and she was like, babe, come here. Yeah. She was like, babe, come here. Hey, you got to meet my friends. She, she, me my friends. she said, come here. You got to meet this guy. Yes, sir. You got to meet this guy because this is what he's doing. And that's how I knew where her mentality was. That's how I knew where his mentality was. And that's why it was so easy for me to talk to him because of her. Well, you want to spit it out? Oh. Say it again, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, that's so huge what you just said there because, like, you know, her making it comfortable for you to talk to him. Like, she could have made it uncomfortable right. by being on some shady shit. Right. Right. Yeah. right? She could have dismissed me. I've had me. females like that that are like, man, really? You just you just shot at me, and now you want to introduce me to your, your dude? Right. Because right. people yeah. do because people yeah. do that. Yep. Let's speak on that. And then, and then you're sitting there in the awkward, and you're like, man, bro, I need to tell this dude, like, bro. <laughs> like, like right. this ain't the one, bro. Right. This ain't right. the one. This me, right. This me playing. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and you, and you, y'all ask me about destiny, right? I was in a random bar, bro. I'm not from Austin. I was in a random bar that night. I was lifting, bro. I took a break to go get a beer, and I met somebody in the bar, bro. Yeah. And I then I met him. You see what I'm saying? And he has such a, such a personality, and he has such a go getter mentality. I can't be around some bum-ass dudes. Man, hey, that's so huge. So that's huge what you're saying right there because obviously, like you said, you connect with people. You can tell people that that's some movers and shakers, they're on a mission to Get do something. In the game. Get in so the right. tell us a little bit more about, like, your mission, coming here to Austin, what, what you're looking to do and how, how sure. you know, what we're doing here plays for sure. into for that. For sure. And, and, and I'm going to need help to do this. So shout out to all the Austin artists, hip-hop. R&B, alternative rock, rock, I don't give a damn, metal, it doesn't matter. We are going to need help. This is not a one-person deal. This is not a one-group deal. What I want to personally do here uh, in Austin is I see you guys are in your adolescent stage, okay? Say it again. You you guys are in the beginning. You guys haven't even tapped into... You know what I'm saying? Fucking mine right now. You know what I'm Say saying? Say it again, my friend. You, you, you guys haven't even. T- this is what we see from Houston, just two and a half hours away. Wow. This is what we see. You guys haven't even tapped into a third, a fourth, a fourth. Canvas Studios of your potential. That's the whole vision of Canvas, bro. It's it. Austin is not even twenty five percent in. I would say y'all are probably 10 or 15% in. There's so many talented Baby. people in Austin Babies. that just love living here. This city is, they, is, is ready to birth. That's the term they left about, right? California. Yep. They left New York yep. because they liked living here. Mm-hmm. But they got so much talent that they haven't been able to actually produce it because they don't have the support they need to make sure they look right on TV. They look good right. on the recording studio. Right. They got the right dance studio to make That's sure that they got the That's their fault. They don't know how to move. That's their fault. But also, though, also... 
there's nobody set up in a way that's going to create a platform that's going to blow some shit up. Now, that's what I'm working on. You right ask now. me what my destiny is. You ask me what my reason for coming to Austin is. You just took the words out of my mouth. There's no platform for None. underground artists here. Nope. None. It's about to be. None. It's yeah. about to be. Holla. <laughs> I'm telling you right Holla. now. You see my business plan. Straight up. That's um, why I came to Austin to help cultivate the, co- the culture. trying to sign business contracts right now. Let's break hey, this man. up. Okay, all right. Hey, man. Man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, we need to end the podcast and just have a meeting. We have a business <laughs> meeting. And just let's get this thing going. You know what I'm saying? Can't, you know what I'm saying? You already know what it is, man. No, so... <clears throat> I like where your head's where your head's at because it sounds to me like you're already in the right direction with the mindset of making sure that people who've got a gift okay look I go back to what what I felt for years and that is God gave you a gift for a reason. Yep. And if you ain't gonna use it, you wasted it. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. who was it? Was it Wayne Dyer that said, Don't die with your music still in you? Yep. And if if you're if you end up th- at the end of your life and you were a singer, you're a poet, you were a, a writer, and and you never presented to the world the gift that God gave you. Yep. You made a huge mistake. Huge mistake. And and huge the thing mistake. is that we, the, you need so people, young, old, whatever, they need someone that's got the courage to say, you know what, bro, you're a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. It's about time you start acting that way. Yep. And and and. Part of the reason, and I told y'all earlier when I was on live, my friend Dero, we were making jokes about him. Oh, the guy we, you were talking about, tat, right, right, right. You? Yeah, well, well, he he's the other friend. The other the other friend is the tag oh, guy. Okay. But they were together just on, on live earlier, and I was t- I was telling him I was like, I was like, man, really, if it wasn't from my friend, I, my confidence level would have been really low. Like he called me every day, bro. Can he, you know what? He called me every day. Immediately say that each one teach one. Yep. Yep. That is something that yep. I've learned mm-hmm. and I live by. We are we are all here by choice. Abram Hicks. Drew listens to that all the time. I'm a big fan of Abram Hicks. Listen. Oh okay. okay. He's a marketing guy. So he you know, he keeps his secrets. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everything. I don't care. Straight up. Abram Hicks, she's from Texas. She's in Texas. I'm from shut up. That's where my family's. Okay. Let's all go see her this this year. What? Yeah, so the day you were on the phone, you mentioned, I heard you say something about Cibolo. I guess you were yeah, giving them some information, yeah. and I was like, this is crazy. Because uh, <coughs> there are no coincidences in the universe. <coughs> well, first of all, there's actually a story where she, she expl- she uh, uses that as an example, talking about the uh, the Cibolo Creek, how it floods and whatnot. And then on top of that, <laughs> my uh, when I started my business, um, my first clients were actually in uh, Cibolo. Best drummer in the world. There, yes. there is no coincidence in the universe, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, but yeah, that's all I could give y'all right now. If you want more, it's uh, two ninety nine a month. <laughs> <laughs> No, let but her, but, but, but back to your service, point. Man. That's that's a very good point. Is that if I if I can if I can make it as simple as possible, if you're in the matrix, right, and, and you're and you're disenfranchised and you're feeling helpless and hopeless, right, and you feel empty. The best advice I can give you is look for the pattern. What is the consistency, right? What are the things that trust your inner being? Trust 
that your gut feeling knows what's best for you, right? So when you, like Drew said, he overheard a conversation about Cibolo, which took his mind to the fact that it's connected to one of the most inspirational speakers. Drew, do you, you tell me you listen to her every morning, right? You take a little bit of that CBG. Yeah, hey, yeah. We're, we're dropping game right now. Yeah. When your alarm goes off, have that CBG, meditate. take a look, meditate a little bit, and put on that inspirational, right? And you're going to jump out of the bed because you're ready. I learned that lesson about four months ago. I noticed that as I – life gave me an opportunity to mentor people in the morning. It was, it was a really weird and random. Remember, change is always going to feel weird and random, right? Yeah. You have to embrace it. You have to understand that let go of the fear and trust, right? Because there is something there to catch you. There, I, I promise you guys, if you're listening right now, I don't care if you're white, black, or Mexican, 50, 40, 30, 10 years old, there is something out there that will catch you. And if you ever have the courage to embrace it, you will find that it will be there for you consistently. And not only that, it will walk and talk with you. It will hold your hand. It will show you signs. And, 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 and also, just to touch on that, when you embrace something, you have to embrace the negative parts of it, too. Oh, wow. That's deep. Yeah. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so. To all you relationship, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so when I when I moved to Austin, when I took when I took the the, the leap, and I said I want to leave my city, I want to leave everything back my here, comfortability. my comfortability, my clothes, what I my everything. 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 I understood that there's a chance that I could fail. There's a chance of that. But you have to embrace that. You, you have to. And, and I'm a strong believer, and I tell, I tell everybody, especially in relationships, there's a negative and a positive to every situation. If you understand that there's a negative, you can enjoy the positive. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You, See what I'm saying? Yeah. There, I mean, that's the contrast is what we need. I mean, yeah. without having the bad times, how can you have but good times? But most people don't want to face the bad times. That's the issue. Most people don't want to see it. And you got to understand if you move to a different city and you're trying to pursue singing, you're trying to pursue music, you might lose money, man. You might not meet the people you want to meet. You might have to sleep in your car. You might have to do X, Y, Z before you get to you want to go. But at the end of the day, you're going to meet the people that you need to meet. You know what I'm saying? You're going to meet the people that you need to meet. You're going to build the connections you need to build. Yep. And from there, that's where you grow. It's embracing the fact that everything is for your good. For sure. Everything it's is for your good. Not the message that's out there, right? It's it's fear, it's protection. The Bible it, says it's, it Come but, on, Chris. But, but the Bible is an Instagram. So you keep seeing people on Instagram, and they got tens of thousands of followers, and they got these fake-ass pictures that they're taking in their right. backyard. Not just fake pictures, but fake booties and fake titties. <laughs> it's I mean, let's just it ain't even real. fake booties. It's angles. They ain't even got the booty no more, man. They ain't got the money to pay for that booty. It's all, it's all angles. They got that uh, Photoshop. Yeah, man. They ain't got the money to pay for that booty. Y'all ain't got the money to pay for that booty. Stop paying for that booty. Stop talking about, try, try, try to convince people y'all paying for that booty. You ain't paying for that booty. 
Or ain't no Buddhist angles. What about the what about the trips, the vacation trips they take in they they in a picture by themselves? You you know that's that ugly hey man, dude taking. Hey man, Instagram has location for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you can put your location anywhere. Yeah. It's a perfect marketing scheme. Your location, let's focus on. I could tell a chick I'm in I'm in I'm in Bermuda right now and she's gonna believe me. Why does she not? My location on Instagram says Bermuda. I just took a picture. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not a real world now. That's why I was just that's why we were just talking earlier. I agree with it. No, no, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to interrupt you, by the way. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, so the reason why we even started True Social was because it's time that people stop being fake in the world. And because a lot of times when you're out there at your nine to five, or let's say that you're even sometimes even in service, they not they're not acting like the way that they really would act just hanging out with friends. And when you live that kind of life from nine to five, dude, isn't it stressful? Like by the time you get home, you're like, oh my God, I can finally relax and be myself. People understand and recognize that you are being fake. We understand. We There's no lies that you can't tell us that we're like, dude, why are you such a like? And, and it almost becomes this community of people who agree on being fake, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like, exactly. I'm going to be fake. You're going to be fake. We're I, fake together. I, I call <laughs> exactly. it, I mean- and I'm, I come from the corporate world. That's all I know. I actually frustrate my best friends, Chris and Drew, <laughs> because I am so corporate. I am by the book. You know, I'm all about formality, but I have to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you, that's an empty lifestyle, right? It's just not rewarding. And there's a better way to produce with heart, mind, and soul. And more efficiency. Mm-hmm. And, when, and when you find your vibration and your stride, the creation, right? You look at the artists that you follow. Chris Brown. Chris, well, you're, like you're a big fan of Chris Brown, right? I like the way he dances. And he's a good singer, but he's, he's one of the but better what did, what did he really do? He found his vibrational forwardness, right? And, and now he's manifesting. And that's what True Social is about. Bringing out, I don't care if you're white, black, or Mexican. 10, 15, 20, 30, gay, straight, it doesn't matter. You have a vibrational center that will bring you to your your destiny, your artistry, right? As Canvas. Canvas always says, right? You started your canvas the day you were born. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? Let, 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 me, let me let the curator speak to that better. No, I, uh, no, I was just, what did I say? <laughs> in the slides in that last event. Yeah. How Everyone's does it, an artist from oh, yeah. day one. So basically, in everyone in this room is an artist. It was whenever we do events, um, we put up this little slide that says, everyone in this room is an artist. The day, what does that mean? What does that mean that well, you're an artist? Well, let me tell you. Uh, the day you were born is the day you began your masterpiece. So live each and every moment. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Your life will become your legacy. And above all, love is everything. So when you get these three truths, you start living your life in a different way. Because if you know that you're making a movie, be proud of that damn movie. Don't make a piece of shit. Yep. Make sure that your ancestors can look down and say, damn, I'm proud of that boy. Man, that woman, she's just doing the right things. If you can't look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, there's a problem. Yeah, there's a problem. And, and, and you're living a life of, of just mediocrity. Dude, bro, you were on that point earlier about we don't respect people that live in mediocrity. Why would you? Because you're trying to do something with your life. And so you want to associate with people, 
You know what it is? We are recognizing we're finding our tribe. All right? Our tribe does not want to just the good vibe tribe, party with a purpose. We are finding the people that want to do something in our life. We don't want to go to the grave feeling like there's regrets, feeling like, man, I never took that chance. I've been taking chances. I've been penny pinching here when I can just because I'm following a dream and a vision that God gave me that I can't let go. Because when I try to let it go, it gives me issues, man. I can't sleep at night. You got to go broke for it. And it points me in this right direction. Like, you know what? This negative was to make it a positive. Go for it, boss. You know, Chris, and that's, and you know, and I always like to break down because that's my corporate background. But, you know, what you're saying is so, I feel like people are listening right in there and, and they're, and they're tantalized, right? They're, they're like, they're like, oh my God, there, there's something there. And I just want to break that down for them. Everything that's ever been propagated to you, every message you've ever heard on a screen or on radio tells you the answer is not inside of you. I'm going to be so bold to tell you, and I think you stand with me, and all of you guys stand with me. The answer is inside of you. It's always inside of you. Now, listen, I'm not saying that it's not going to be ugly because you got to sort through what is right and what is wrong and, and how much is you and how much is it. But and you got to be accountable. That in that, I was literally going to say as you were speaking about Canvas, if you have an artist in your life, go and spend time with them because you're going to see something that I saw that influenced my life so much. When they're creating art, that's what I love about Canvas. When people come to the pop-up mix, when we mix live art, the business community, and charity, what you're really experiencing on an energy level, on a vibrational level, is creation. Creation. I'll say it again. You're experiencing creation. And that is such a unique thing. Because in creation, you're moving forward, not backwards. Your brain elevates. You have to look at yourself as a vehicle to move forward. In all of its ugliness, you, we talked about we are in a season of windfall and, and growth right now. And I keep saying it keeps it, it's in my vibration. It's about birthing. Every time I talk to these guys, I say, guys, it feels like something's about to be birthed. Look at any birthing situation. It's ugly. It's violent. It's bloody. But it's life. But think about it. Humans are one of the few groups that can create. Like anybody can procreate. You get animals procreate. You get amphibians. They procreate. But when you create out of just imagination with intention and vision, there's no other species that we associate with that can do that other than homo sapiens, humans. And when we can celebrate that opportunity and understand that every single human being that we come across is an artist. I mean, they haven't really sat and thought about, am I really an artist? What is my passion? What is it that I can that's the thing. And sometimes it's just being able to speak. Sometimes it's being able to touch somebody the way that, man, I don't know what it was, but you touched me and I just feel so much better. We need to start living our life with passion as our purpose. We can't be continuing this bullshit rat race feeling that we're going to find happiness one day because it's not going to happen. I, I don't mean to be rude, or, or but I want to wake you up. The cubicle life, the nine to five is not going to give you happiness. If you're content, I'm happy for you. But... If you're not, then get up and move. Do something with your life. It's about time you get up and start doing some shit that you're going to be proud of in 20 years. Let your kids look at what your track record is and be like, establish a legacy. Leave a legacy. You know what I'm but, saying? I mean, it, it's interesting you mentioned that. I mean, I feel the same way that y'all do about, about creating. But, I mean, some people mediocrity. 
Hey, some people like mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. Some people just. But 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 that's that's what he was saying though. It 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 was more. It's not if mediocrity is right or wrong. It's a matter of if you respect people who enjoy mediocrity. Yeah. Do you inspect a regular bitch? Like, do well, you do you like well, like her? I would take it. I would take it this way. It's not so much that or any platform, right? But if that's what like, <laughs> right, right. So I had a I had a um, I I had a guy I used to work with, and he he had a ph- philosophy of um, I don't care what you do, just be good at it, right? Like it doesn't Ooh, matter. Rihanna. If you could be a crackhead, yeah. You could be uh, cleaning toilets. You could be the top salesperson. Just be good at it. Choose what you want. Choose what it is that you want to do and be good at it, regardless of what it is. So if, you, if you're just going to be a regular employee working in a cubicle, that's great. But be the best at it. Don't, don't pick something because it's easy, it comes easy, and it's comfortable to you. If that's your passion to be an employee, be the best damn employee you could ever be. Drew, I agree with you 100%. Have the courage and respect for yourself to test your limits i'm gonna ask you put your all into it i'm gonna ask you to talk about the guy who you replaced at that job it was his nephew (laughs) and he was listen you what you said was so pertinent about that tell tell our listeners that story so uh basically one of my first jobs out of high school um you know i had a buddy of mine he used to uh he worked with his with his uncle and uh you know, often after work, we'd meet up and hang out. And he would always, uh, every, I swear, uh, like every week he would quit. And he would he would complain, and then he would tell us, like, his uncle was riding his ass and whatnot. And basically, I mean, the guy had a problem. He was drinking and partying, and he was popping pills all the time. And he would come home from work and complain that his uncle was riding his ass. He'd quit every week. So probably like the third or fourth time that he quit, I just, I seen opportunity. I was like, hey, hey, bro, uh, are you really quitting this time? And he's like, yeah, 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 man, I'm out. I'm like, uh, no offense, but can I get your uncle's phone number, bro? Right. And uh, he basically, he gave me the number. I called him. He's He was like, hey, if you show up tomorrow for work, um, you know, you got the job. I showed up. I started working with him. And, yeah, the dude was hard. He, he rode my ass at first. But I, I don't know, man. I, I come from a different background to where, like, I just believe people who are always telling you what you want to hear aren't necessarily in the best interest. They're enablers. They're enablers. And yeah, and so, like, this dude, he rode my ass. It was so bad to where customers sometimes would tip me and not tip him, or they would call the office and say he was a little hard on me. But me and him had this relationship. I mean, this guy was like a father to me. He taught me a lot about business and working for yourself. And most importantly, even though he rode my ass, when it came down to anything that I needed, I mean, there was times where I just needed to borrow couple thousand dollars or something and we're like working together he knew i was making money but hey, i had, need his number yeah <laughs> hey no problem this is the first person i would ever go to if i ever needed anything meanwhile the people who are always talking to me telling me what i wanted to hear these weren't necessarily the people that uh people that were were there for me that were cut for me yeah so uh you know not to interrupt you but you said something and i, I want you to articulate that you said that that he was hard on his nephew because he expected and believed more out of him. And that's where we need to get as a people and as a culture. Oh, yeah. People who are hard on you, and I'm not, I'm not excusing rudeness, and I'm not excusing 
Yes, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who see you in the better version of you, and they will not stop until you meet that. And you need that in your life. Well, usually people who expect more of you are going to be hard on you. And people who expect more of you are going to be hard on you. So the big thing about it is we live in this society, and I don't care if it's a personal relationship or business relationship or, you know, whatever it is, we choose to run away from difficult uh, conversations. No accountability. And then that person that is willing to sit down, have the difficult conversation with you and say, hey, look, bro, I love you and everything, but here's what I see is going on. What we do, and we don't realize our mind is a very powerful tool. Instead of us really looking at things for what it is and considering like, hey, this person has my best interest at heart and really looking at the overall situation, we'll create a story in our head. They're hating on us or they don't care about us. And then sometimes you got to realize like maybe it is your family members or this person has been in your life forever. What your boo, your boo, your yeah. Why are they telling me everything I want to hear? Right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to tell you from a bar experience and from coming from corporate background and restaurants, I get the privilege, and I'll say that, to sit around so many people who are having honest, what I call dinner table conversations, right? And I, I hear it all. Relationships, who did who, who broke whose heart. But in that honesty, I get to sample something that is a privilege. That's why I say it. Yeah. Because you get to understand that people... You learn by sharing information you, and stories. Yeah, please, Drew, and please, sh- please. And I just want to touch on that. And this is something I thought about, you know, here recently, especially with relationships, right? Nowadays, you get people that are in relationships and, like, the most common thing people are, they say we're in the hookup culture. It's real easy for somebody who hasn't dealt with you and only is seeing, you know, whether it's your Instagram page or saying hadn't got to see the, like you said, there's positive and negative side. Right. To come along out of, out of nowhere and tell you everything you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then the person you, you're with in a relationship, they've spent some time with you. And, <clears throat> you know, it's a lot. You know, they got to be real with you or they got to, you know, fill your head up with a bunch of a bunch of nonsense. But, but like, my point is um, sometimes people don't consider, like, everything that goes into a relationship. Somebody who, who's willing to tell you about yourself usually that's been in your life longer they're ve- well how i look at it is they're a little bit more vested in you, right? did you they spent time with you they should have a right to like talk to you they're not just going to tell you the bullshit yeah and then someone you just met sometimes we don't get it you know we meet somebody and because, they they're going to you tell say you, it's it's you like why like why are you pointing that out to me yeah. well well not necessarily that but basically a person you just met they they're more concerned about you liking them so yeah. right, that's what I'm they're going to tell you what you want to hear because they want you to like so, them. So it's they're, not they're, a, well, they're not going to hold you accountable. Yeah. They're, they're not going to hold you accountable in the beginning. They're more so tell you what you want to hear so they can get their foot in the door with you. And then they can, that way they can be comfortable with you. And then right. after y'all get comfortable and y'all build that soul bond like you were talking mm-hmm. about, right. then they come out and go, I don't like this. Right. I don't like the way you did this. You know what? I don't think I want to be engaged no more. Well, that, <laughs> I don't think I want to be. That, but that goes back to the fact that they were living this fake life to begin with. Right. So they started dating somebody that wasn't even the, they the sent, person they were supposed to they be. Sent out their, you know yeah. They sent out their representative, their, their ambassador. ambassador. Oh, you know what shit. I'm saying? Hey, Did you hear our podcast? You know, and we all guilty of it. Straight up. We, we, everybody has sent out their ambassador at some point. Everybody sent out their representative self. Not me. I'm real like a hey, mother. The Benz is washed, is on a full tank of gas. You know you don't ride like that hey, every day. You know, y'all, play, you know. y'all play football, though? Yeah, yeah. I played football back in the day. And you remember when Coach would be yelling at you? And he would say, look, 
be happy I'm yelling at you. Right. Be worried when I'm not right. yelling right. at you. Right. Yeah. 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 Say it again. Yeah. I mean, Coach, when, whenever Coach was yelling at you because he saw something in you that right. he wanted to bring out. Right. Yeah. If he wasn't yelling at you, he wasn't fucking with you because he didn't see their potential. You were trash. That means you, <laughs> you, know I mean? I mean, you sucked. Can I say this? And I'm going to be honest with you. I've had players. a lot of experiences. I've had a lot of successes in my own right. But the thing that I covet, I have learned that the relationship that a coach has with his, his team is sacred. Yeah. Because he will push you. He will see things inside of you that you don't see. Right. And that's what you need. I'm speaking to every person listening right now. Find that person in your life who sees in you more than you see, pushes you, and you cling to them. Because you know what? That is your way forward. Yeah. If you're confused, if you're blind, if you don't know what it is, you could, you could be in the domain. Shout out to all my people who I know to, who are escorts doing whatever you do. Hey, man. Okay, listen. Plug me in. Where you, where you, where <laughs> if you're out there making a, a living that's not sitting right with you, there is no shame in deciding that I want to go forward. I want to move up. The universe will respond to you and it will show to you. It will just like Monzel. That's literally her and I, we put that in our vibration. And in 10 minutes of talking to you, I said, I want you on the podcast. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. And I'm telling you, it's going to be that easy. It's going to seem hard in your mind. It's your mind's going to fight it. Your mind's going to question it because the the first dimension of the third dimension is fear, right? Yeah. That that is the safety net. What can go wrong? And if you continue to live your life based on what can go wrong and not what can go right, you're not going to move forward. Uh, absolutely. And I just want to touch on what you said because I just seen someone the other day that said, like, first of all, if you're doing something that you're ashamed of, you shouldn't be doing it. And so anytime someone, if someone says something about what you're doing, and you feel it makes you feel a certain way. It is it has nothing to do with what they said. It has to do with you know better. Mm-hmm. Like you know better. You want to blame oh they're making me feel this way? No, those are your feelings. Nobody can make you feel any kind of way. I literally yeah. I you yeah. know you guys know me. I came from a very religious background and, and one of the most defining moments of a conversation with my mother and I after my father has passed which makes it even that more intense is I said you taught me so much about religion and right for wrong and morality. And you know what my biggest discovery was? The day I was born, I knew the difference between right and wrong. You didn't have to teach me. I don't care if you come from uh, making 30000 a year or 300000 a year. When you take that thing, when you tell that lie, you know. No one has to come and catch you. You have to make a conscious decision that you're going to overstep that boundary. Yeah. Right and wrong yeah. dwells within you from the beginning. Yeah. Listen to that. People, people want to put the responsibility on other people. Yeah. Oh, they're making me feel this way. We, we definitely live in that society. I really enjoyed this conversation, first of all. I think he's got a lot to offer in regards to the, just beyond music. But um, hopefully you're going to join us on September the 11th at the Brass Tap. Um, I don't even know about that, man. We're going we're gonna to be getting together from, from 5 to 8. Uh, 5 to 8, September 11th, if you are in Austin, 5 to 8, September 11th, Canvas Realty Group is, right? That's the right name, right? Yeah, yeah. And True Social. And True Social is the podcast. podcast. They're putting together a mixer of It's a hemp happy hour. Hemp happy hour. hour. Yeah, yeah. And if you know me, you know me. (laughs) It's it's hempy. It's hempy (laughs) in the building. It'll be hemping. It's hempening. 
Uh, we're gonna have. I'm about to hit my hemp guy up right now. You know what I'm saying? We we're gonna have uh, hemppreneurs in the building. Uh, I like Mickey it. and Marty as well. We'll have uh, we'll have CBD infused drinks, and we're gonna have Christopher Vanberg with Heart Rate Social uh, awesome. come through as well. Awesome. awesome. We got Christian Diego P. That's awesome. gonna be performing. Uh, first of all, he's gonna do the national anthem in honor of uh, all the 9/11. For sure. Uh, those that we lost for in sure. 9/11, all the first responders. I was responders. wondering what you guys were talking about earlier. And then, I got you. Um, I got and you. then now we got added to the list. For sure, uh, you're going to be performing. Manzel D'Entre, September 11th. I'll be there. What, what was that the song? What was play? the song? Weary. I'll be singing my my new single. It comes out. My new single, as you guys know, September 6th. Weary will be dropping on all platforms. Make sure you go get that. Weary. weary. She may be weary. Yeah. Austin, Texas is live. Austin. Austin. Domain Austin, Texas, man. Northside yeah. Austin, man. Big shout out to y'all. And just follow us uh, on on Facebook, Instagram. We got a lot of events coming up. We're going to be working with the owner of Casa Chapala as well. We got in November, we got the Tequila Fest going on, Austin's 10th Tequila Fest. Uh, we got SIP coming up. I mean, just get, get plugged in, get connected. Reach um, out to us. What's the email? The email, you can email us at info at truesocialaustin.com, or you can message us on Facebook, um, if you or you can even message us privately on our Facebook a- accounts. Y'all know me, Andrew Valley, aka Drew the Gemini. Yes, sir. Carlos, <clears throat> aka Mr. Domain. You can check Sweet. us out on Snapchat at domain.industry. Well, we're gonna we're gonna step off uh, offline and start brainstorming some ideas for the next event. Hey, we got to get to work. We got to make some content for you. Shit going on. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah, get some money. Got right, me so a we, check. We I got a out. check. Anzel, thank you for your time, brother. I really appreciate you being here today. I, I really appreciate you guys for inviting me, for having me out. Uh, EP coming soon. I release the EP soon after after the single is released. So be be looking forward to that, man. It's uh, alternative rock, getting into that R and B kind of jazz kind of film. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I'll let you guys know. My but hey, big shout out to my boy. Hey, big shout out to my boy David. I my boy David. He's playing basketball overseas, man. That's my guy, man. That's my go. guy. There you go. Yeah, he's playing basketball in Europe, man. As far as I know, last time he was, you know, what I'm saying, big shout out to my girl Jasnia. She's been actually inputting this whole time in this conversation. Nice. So she hasn't even you can you couldn't mm-hmm. hear her, but she definitely had input into this conversation. So I appreciate you, Jasnia. Thank appreciate you for that. responding on the live feed. Listen, we are building a following. And a momentum. I know you it's have something. It's, a, it's in the universe. It's in the universe. Listen, if you have something to contribute, comment, concern, complaint, we'll take it all. Please. We are real. We are authentic. And we always say, be you. Be true. Be social. Until next time. Until next time, guys. Peace. Peace. Take care.